Hello and welcome to House Lights, the state news' arts and entertainments podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Tiger King. It's a hot topic right now. Um, so I'm here with Carly Graham, Alan Hedinger, and Evan Jones, who is from Oklahoma himself. Um, what do you what do you guys think about the documentary? Let's just start off by does it live up to the hype that it's been getting like all across social media? I think it is genuine art. It is ridiculous because it touches all of the bases for things that people might be interested. If they like bad country music, they got that. If you like, you know, some comedy, some true crime, hits all the bases. I, I just want to say that it's unfortunate that this is what brought Oklahoma to the world stage. As opposed to all the other things about Oklahoma that are so positive. The shape of the state, you know, the pan. Kind of a messed up history, but, you know, they're starting to recognize it. So, Alan and Evan, do you guys think that it live it lives up to the hype? I'd say it does. There, there are too many twists and turns for it not to be sensational. <laughs> yeah, it's just so wild. Like it starts out wild and then keeps getting wilder for the entire show. I guess what what is everyone's hot takes? I know that we have some different takes among everyone um my first hot take that i would like to bring to the table is that i know everyone on twitter is coming after carol baskin and saying she killed her husband and i don't think that is it i have a great conspiracy theory that i've worked very hard on and i think that he is still alive and he is running his own big tiger ring somewhere. I think he just like took some of his money, dipped, and is now vibing somewhere. Wouldn't they be able to know if that if they took the money though? I think he was a very rich and powerful man, and I think that he had assets that were a little bit secretive that people did not know about, and he took that money and made his own life. He was a very rich and powerful man. Like, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was about to get divorced, but we know that his wife is incredibly litigious, so it makes sense that he would take his buried money and his plane and just dip. Because rich people in the country just, like, dip all the time. I don't know, didn't they explain the stuff about how, like, the plane didn't have enough fuel and, like, you can't really get to Costa Rica, like, feasibly? And, like, they didn't know if a plane was taken from the airport next to him that he would often use to do the things with the planes. They did explain that. But again, I think he's a very powerful man and he could get away with a lot of things. So, like, if he really, really wanted to, he could buy a new plane, refuel. I don't know. He could do whatever he wants. So, Alan, what do you think about Carly's hot take? Okay, here's my hot take. I think, one, Carol didn't do it. And two, the show wants you to think that Carol is the same as Joe and um, Doc, Doc Annell and um, that whole crowd. But I think Carol doesn't deserve to be lumped in with the rest of those characters 
Evan? My hot take is that not enough people are supporting the piece of legislation (laughs) that Carol Baskins talks about, which would effectively get rid of all of the private zoos. I think. You might want to fact check that one. I would agree with both of those hot takes, except I would say that Carol is hypocritical because she is doing very similar things. She, I will say she is taking advantage of volunteer labor. Yeah, definitely. And then the one lady was like, oh yeah, Christmas, I'm here. Like no days off, no rest. Like that was, and she makes so much money. Like as she was talking about when she does her like, hey there, cats and kittens. When she does that, she gets, like, so much money from all of her Facebook posts and stuff. Like, she has money that she can use and help out the people that are helping out around her big cat rescue. And she's just taking advantage of people that are all probably well off because I assume that people wouldn't stick around for the program. But, like, I don't know. I don't know how much money she has left after caring for the cats and paying for all those legal bills. She did. She does kind of do that to herself, though, with the legal bills. Poor Joe Exotic's mom. She's the true victim of everything. And the campaign manager. That's a true Oklahoman right there. The campaign manager cracked me up. He is gay, he sells guns at Walmart, and he is a libertarian. Yeah, he, he was... In my opinion, one of the only, I don't want to say normal, but he was just kind of an observer and he was like, yeah, this is, this is what happened. Um, I am in love with Joel McHale. That Joel McHale episode was purely libel defense. That's my prediction. I feel like it was a little bit defense against like things people were mad about. Like, everybody was mad that they misgendered um, Saf for the entire show. I mean, as they should be, I was mad when I saw that. And, um, yeah, that's just what that last, like, interview episode was, was, like, capitalizing on the success of the show and then covering their asses when people were mad at them. I would agree with that. But I have one other hot take I would like to share with the class. If you have the opportunity to keep your arm, why would you get it amputated? (laughs) Seth was like, well, they gave me the option. It's either two years of therapy or just amputate it. And I said amputate it. It's like, also, it was was his dominant hand. I was in shock. Maybe he can't afford, like, two years of therapy and like all those surgeries because he's getting paid joe exotic money i was so disgusted when they brought in the walmart truck i was like what Uh, oh my god it was so gross he's like i let them have first dibs you're not doing them many favors by giving them expired walmart meat from the back of a truck evan um do you think that carol killed her husband there is not enough evidence for anyone to be sure Yeah, so I guess all of us agree. I also don't think there's enough evidence, and I kind of agree with Carly. Um, My first thought was that he pulled a Gone Girl and uh, just uh, left. Wow, I didn't expect that 
that we would all be in agreement that Carol is innocent and has been done dirty by the show. See, no, I don't think that she's innocent because, you know, the, the inconclusiveness goes both ways. Like, I'm not, you know, the, the, it's still a you know cold case. We still have no idea what happened to this man. They did reopen the case, which is very exciting. I, I doubt anything's going to come of it. But yeah, I would agree. I don't think Carol's like 100% innocent. I definitely think, I think that she's like aware of the fact that he dipped. And I think that there was like some strategy in his disappearance. And I think she's playing it. Oh no, I don't know. Oh yeah, no, she's definitely taking advantage of the fact that he dipped got a lot of his assets and can use that money to sue Joe Exotic. I'm sorry, wait. Let's talk about Carol Baskin's current husband, who I am concerned for. Can we talk about that one wedding photo? I, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's expired meat level gross. I personally like... Um, I like the one scene in the show where... She's just standing there on, I think, a golf cart, and he's, like, serenading her. No background music or anything. He's just singing a cappella. Very weird. He's doing the whole arm thing. That was such an awkward moment. I remember laughing so hard when he was just serenading her. And I feel like for most of the show, I... Don't think that I can confidently say that I enjoyed watching Tiger King. I was probably cringing the whole time and it made me really uncomfy. Um, And I really don't know how I feel about it. But yeah, that was one of those moments. And I love like in the documentary when like they're interviewing someone and they stop talking and there's just like moments of silence until they like cut to the next part. I'm like... Everything about how this documentary was made is just so awkward and strange. I think that the awkwardness and strangeness of how they actually cut together scenes was actually really well done, though, because it suits the purpose of the show very well. It's a lot of craziness, a lot of weird, and I think they kind of use that to their strength when they like physically cut together the documentary. I knew that Joe Exotic was a thing. And, you know, there was one point where someone was stopped during the um, gubernatorial election that he was in. And they asked him, you know, like, what does Joe Exotic's candidacy mean to you? And they were just like, a source of entertainment. And that's really what it was. It was just kind of like, wow, look at this. You know, it was the saga of like, wow, this guy is kind of crazy and owns tigers and is running for governor and he has wild campaign videos and now he's in prison. But I had no idea he was a part of this like vast network of tiger exploitation. Save the tigers. Nobody's innocent. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, you're from Oklahoma, did you ever like hear anything about Joe Exotic? Yeah. All the time. All that's like, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it, it never really went, in depth. It was always like, oh, you know, like this guy's a joke, you know, and now he's in prison and we they kind of forgot about him. But yeah, I didn't know that it was, uh, I didn't know that it went that deep. 
Yeah. Do you mostly like what are your memories of hearing about him during the, you know, election process or? Yeah, it was really like I, I first heard about it in that that governor's election. I had no idea he ran for president before that. <laughs> what if he had won the gubernatorial election? Um, you know, I don't know. I can't really say the how how Oklahoma's future would have been. <laughs> should he have been elected you know he didn't even win the like libertarian primary though so like i thought it was funny when the campaign manager was like i don't think joe knows what being a libertarian is i think right. i think that kind of um spoke volumes like i feel like a lot of the things he did was for popularity and entertainment and that was kind of his whole his whole brand, I guess. What, um, I guess, was each of your favorite parts about the documentary? Like maybe a favorite episode or a moment that you just like can't get out of your mind? I have two. I really liked the third episode where they went into what happened to Carol's husband because I, I just thought that was really interesting. Cold cases are something I've always been really, really interested in. But then the other episode I really, really liked was the one where they went into Doc Antle because there was like a brief period of time where I was sitting there and I was like, Doc is the worst one. Like he takes advantage of these women. He makes them do things that they would never do. Like, and I thought talking to one of his old wives or girlfriends or whatever, at her home and her reminiscing and going back over everything that she experienced when she was working with Doc Antle. I thought that was really, really interesting. And I liked that episode, even though it was disgusting. Yeah, I I would say the Doc Antle one too. I think he's an underratedly weird character. Like I could watch a show just digging into him because he's straight up running a cult. They're all running various kinds of cults, even Carol to a degree. But like... Doc Antle is straight up just running a cult in the middle of South Carolina. I'd say for me, the first episode stood out a lot because I really didn't know what to expect. Like, um, I don't know, just the, the, the sheer amount of tigers that are owned by these kinds of people. Like, think about the tigers that are under private zoos that the documentary didn't talk to. That's what's crazy to me. More privately owned tigers in Texas than in the wild. Yeah, that's what really stood out to me. Um, I, like, had no idea, really, like, what any of these conditions, like, looked like. So to see, like, so many tigers, like, in a cage eating walmart meat i was just i had no idea by the way my girlfriend is going to vet school in the fall and she said that eating expired walmart meat is in fact not good for tigers at all shocking no i i was like really appalled by that and just the conditions and the fact that these private zoos like own more tigers than there are in the wild. Like that's just crazy. 
there was a lot that was appalling about how, how the tigers were treated. There were just, like, a couple scenes that were just, like, sad to watch of, like, the tiger leaving one of its cages to go into another so it could play with another tiger and try to, like, get the food before the first one. And, like, I don't know. There was just a lot of grossness in the whole documentary. And I guess it's... I I think it's good now that that has, like, kind of come to light. So now more people are aware of that and kind of... Oh, that's messed up. That's a messed up thing that is happening here. What have we not touched on that you still have thoughts about in terms of Tiger King? I don't think Joe should be the only one in jail. I think that Jeff Lowe is just as bad, if not worse. The show did not talk about him enough, but they talked about him directly being like, oh yeah, send him to Florida. Send the guy to Florida take a hit on Carol. Also, the guy who was supposed to take, like, to go to Florida and kill Carol for Joe was Jeff Lowe's worker. And in the documentary, he was like, I guess I chickened out. You should be in jail. You were considering going to Florida to kill a woman. Like, all of you need to be in jail. All of you have done unspeakable, weird, terrible, messed up things. Also, how high does this guy have to be to, like, leave to go to Florida to kill a woman? And then he just, like, comes to in a different state and he's like, I guess I chickened out. I think that, like, it's potentially possible that Joe Exotic was set up, but that he didn't realize that he was being set up until, like, he already did the thing. Already, like, handed the money over, you know? Oh, I don't think he was set up. He was soliciting like everybody to kill carol so like but he didn't start doing that until jeff will came i think i might have been encouraged more to like actually happen with jeff Lowe versus before like he did that shit made those stupid videos like for years without actually doing anything until jeff Lowe comes into the picture so it could be that like you know jeff Lowe just kind of polluted his mind through osmosis and it happened but it could also be that Jeff Lowe knew how to take the zoo by setting him up through a conviction. I think he was at least a little bit set up, but I, again, also agree with Alan that I don't think it was all Jeff Lowe being like, oh, well, what if you actually do it? Also, Joe Exotic burned down his own shed and killed two alligators. 100% 100% was him. He wanted to destroy the footage. Yeah, I mean, that kind of adds up. That makes sense. And one of my favorite moments was, like, when he was, like, in the burnt shed and he was trying to, like, think up a script to say about it. I was like, this is so fake. Like, every time he would, like, go on, you know, his videos and, like, say stuff, like, walk around the park and be like hey, this makes me mad. I'm like, this is so fake and scripted, sir. Yeah, I was really annoyed because I think Rick was my favorite character. He was just a guy trying to take advantage of another guy for his own gain, but, like, not by hurting tigers. (laughs) He did it by recording the crazy man and wanting to have a really funny reality series so he could 
retire. But he had all of that taken away from him because Joe Exotic is a crazy man and burned down his own shed. And then he tried saying Rick did it. And that made me so mad. Rick is an underrated character. As you have described him, goth king. Yeah, I love when they when they interview him and he's just like sitting in that restaurant or whatever with his like coffee. I feel like he, yeah, he just saw an interesting story and tried to pursue it. Um, and all of the footage was burnt down and they, they blame, they decided to blame him or Joe decided to blame him for it to, to cover his ass. Yeah. He seems like such a, such a character with his like hat and he's just, He seems so wise. (laughs) He just seems like a cool dude. Like, I would like to grab a cup of coffee with him. You know, chat. He's like, man, I've seen some things. I don't smoke, but I'd have a cigarette with Rick Kirkham. My favorite part was in the eighth episode when he was like, yeah, I saw some messed up stuff. And I just, like, thought it was a great idea. Because he knew that what he did a little bit was enabling Joe Exotic. But he owned up to that. And I appreciate that about him. And I also appreciate that he moved to Norway to be with his wife, with whom he is very happy. He did crack for 20 years and made a documentary about it. Wow. And people assumed that a bunch of other characters on that show did hard drugs. Yeah, I mean, we know Joe was on meth for, like, the entire thing. Weren't both of John, Finley, and Travis, weren't they as well? Wasn't Travis just high on, like, a lot of weed? I thought his was, like, a combination. He, yes, that was, like, his primary drug. He mostly just likes smoking weed a lot, but I thought there was more, but I could be wrong. I know John was on, like, a lot of meth at some point. You can, like, see that in his teeth. But in the, like, post-script episode, um, he does say that he's been clean for, like, a long time, so I don't know if he was actively doing meth while he was with Joe, but obviously Joe was smoking meth for, like, the entire time. In the scene where he's chasing a tornado, you can just, like, tell, like, (laughs) this is a person who is on methamphetamine. No, that just means they're from Oklahoma. Okay, do people in Oklahoma just chase tornadoes? Yeah, or at the very least, they go outside and check them out if 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 the sirens start going off. Okay, but do they hop on ATVs and they're like, I'm gonna go chase down that tornado? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) This is the best way that this conversation could have gone. Alan just being like, he's a crazy person. And Evan being like, no, that's Oklahoma. (laughs) Oklahoma, where we go chase some tornadoes. (laughs) Chase tornadoes on an ATV. Almost. That was almost (laughs) on the rhythm. Almost. We were close. We were close. Um... Yeah, I have two things to say after hearing you guys speak. One, um, I was always appalled by Joe Exotic's videos when he said disgusting things about Carol. Um, That was just always um, just appalling to me. And um, yeah, like... (laughs) Just like he said some insane stuff. And um, I guess it was interesting to see like Carol's reactions, like when they'd like film her like playing the video and she'd just be like, 
Like, yep, this is what this man does. And it's just like crazy that he could just do that and people would be like, hey, haha. And also, I thought it was interesting um, to hear about his husbands and stuff and like the, the fact that he, is, he has like a husband right now. And I'm pretty sure they're like still together and still like communicating yeah he was definitely like covering up some information when there was like oh here are transfer papers to doc Antle, and the husband was like no 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 don't look at that don't read that out loud if you remember that from one of the last episodes like he's still at least it seems like trying to protect him but at least shout out to joe exotic for finally actually marrying another gay man instead of straight men that's true I, okay, the very, like, beginning, (laughs) for some reason I was looking at Joe, or John, and I was like, this man being married to this man, that is not anything I can picture, and it was because John is straight, but then I knew Travis was straight from day one, and I knew it because Joe said, how straight are you, and he said, pretty straight, you don't keep pursuing that at that point. Yeah, there are just, like, a couple things about the show that I do not think were addressed enough. And one of those things is Travis and him accidentally killing himself, maybe purposely. I don't know. Yeah, and then there was the thing where um, he got married, like, a month afterwards and invited Travis's mom. And she was like, I was just there so he could take photos and be like, oh, she's okay with it, so everyone else should be. The other thing that I don't think was addressed enough, there was a man working at the zoo who was working with the feds. I was in shock when at the very end of episode seven, the end clip is just him riding around on a jet ski. Why? Why? I thought it was whacked out that, like, Fish and Wildlife Service had powers equivalent to the FBI. I guess when, once you're in the country, like, there are some federal agencies that you don't even think about that, like, have a lot of power. Like, those, like, types in the country who just, like, have a compound and, like, a small cult are all, like, very mad about, like, the Bureau of Land Management and, like, stuff like that, which is not things that we ever think about. All right, final thoughts everyone final thoughts let's go around i love rick kirkham i hate the rest of them oklahoma is better than how it's depicted i'll say that um there's a lot of good good-natured hard-working people um and save the tigers yeah save the tigers and Shout out Rick Kirkham. All right. Well, thanks for talking about Tiger King, everyone. It was it was a nice time. Thank you again for joining us on House Lights, the State News' arts and entertainment podcast. You can follow us at the S News on Twitter and at State News on Instagram. You can also always go to statenews.com. We'll be back soon to talk more arts and entertainment.